Okay, assembling an afterlife, assembling a family in the afterlife, how a star is born in a protein funnel meets luciferin and becomes bioluminescent. Idea strand 84, the king is reassembled and knit together. The deceased seeks his family in the sky, earth and waters for he is incomplete. The texts exhort the deceased to assemble the family in the realm of the dead. Gene mutations are quantum processes, and the Amduat suggests that modified proteins are being built in the Egyptian afterlife. Thus, we have the deceased and crew, the DNA polymerase complex after self-assembly, entering the mouth of the protein channel, navigating a difficult energy landscape easily while descending deeper into the interior darkness of the protein funnel energy landscape. The deceased is spatially fit or an equipped spirit and navigates the depth of the open site in the protein channel. The self-assembling journey described by the Amduat is to a selective binding site, the Lambda Genome, on the host chromosome, where the prophage resides at the LACZ site, which is within the protein structure, that is, its depth is below the surface as distinguished by the progression deeper into the darkness through the hours or circles of the duat. In biology, the most frequently used long-range means of transmitting messages is electrolytic which is the migration or flow of ions down electrical potential gradients. For example, with the depolarization of the cell membrane, the fast messenger calcium enters a channel in the cell cytoplasm. A series of selected proteins recognize calcium for selective binding, which changes the shapes of the proteins, generating mechanical, mechanical signals in cells. Bundles of helices form proteins with conformational, conformational mobility, the protein helices moving over one another and beta sheets. In the analysis of the Amduat in part three, we will easily equate the many-headed serpents with the helix structure of specific DNA binding proteins and the deities lining the passageway with selected proteins that well or generate mechanical signals in the cell as the deceased sun god flows down the electrical potential gradients. Of special interest is the actual description of the new king of the Horus lineage. He has a jackal face similar to a nucleosome core, a celestial serpent middle similar to bundle of helices and hinder parts like a broad hall suggestive of beta sheets. So we could decode the idea of the deceased king assembling a family as protein engineering.
proteins become more stable with increasing negative values of the free energy change between folded and unfolded. In other words, the binding energy increases or the entropy difference between the two states decreases and the folded protein stabilizes. The major stabilizing effect may be the hydrophobic effect or the tendency not to combine with or dissolve in water. Let's explore this process further. Proteins are complex systems best described by energy landscapes that reflect the energy of the protein as a function of the topological atom arrangement. Fallot is examined in terms of folding funnels, docking and navigating the folding routes. Words such as aboard the lotus bark at the dockyard of the gods and navigate on the winding waterway are used in the funerary text to indicate this process and map and assemble of states. Protein energy values are separated by mountains and ridges. Similarly, the deceased sees the mountains of Baku upon which the sky rests. It is of crystal. And he also splits open the mountains. Brian Jelson and Wolnitz created a phase diagram for folding transitions consisting of three distinct regions, unfolded or coiled state, misfolded or glassy state, folded or native state. Protein folding can be compared to crystallization in that a protein freezes to a unique stable structure. It is interesting that the deceased sun god often refers to himself as the unique one. Proteins fold from a primary structure, a linear amino acid chain, to a secondary structure, amino acids arranged in helices or sheets, into tertiary structures, the final shape in which secondary structures assemble to each other. In proteins whose final structure is largely made up of helical segments, the folding funnelscape is stratified. Proteins undergo a dynamical transition near 200K, termed the glass transition. Funerary text references to crystal may relate to a protein's glass transition of this entire folding process. The deceased further states, I fly and soar between the two great mountains in which Ra appears. If we were to picture the Duat as an energy landscape, it may look very similar to the cavernous valleys and mountains represented by the energy landscape in figure 14.1, depicting the reduction of conformational entropy as protein chains fold to their native states natural shape. The energy landscape theory of protein folding is a statistical description of a protein's potential surface. Leopold have shown that good folding sequences have a funnel-like landscape 
which depicts convergent kinetic pathways for minimally frustrated heteropolymers. A heteropolymer is a polymer or substance made up of many repeating chemical units or molecules composed of different subunits. Some multimeric proteins are normally heteropolymers. Other heteropolymers can be made experimentally using subunits derived from different species as a test of homology. From this, we might infer that the union of the deceased with the sun god and crew has fashioned a functional multimeric protein that exhibits good folding sequences in the funnel-like landscape of the duat. Protein folding can also be depicted as a great well, or it can be simply described as, O king, take your bright tunic, take your cloak upon you, be clad in the eye of Heru, which is in the weaving town. Or Heru stands up and clothes this king in the woven fabric which went forth from him. Another description is Heru has woven his booth on your behalf. Set has spread out your awnings. Be covered, my father, by the God's booth that you may be conveyed therein to your seats which you desire. Decoded. Weaving, cloaks, clothes, God's booth, and linen equals protein translation slash folding. Recall that an energy landscape is the potential energy surface defining the position of atoms. The surface has topographical features similar to the Earth's landscape, such as mountains, valleys, and hollows. However, The dimension is much higher and the energy landscape determines the behavior of the system. In figure 14.1, we can see what appears to be a circular cone of mountains and cavernous valleys pierced to its center by a hole in the shape of an irregular cone or funnel. But more accurately, it is a replica of the described Egyptian duat. So it may be possible that the pharaohs perceive the potential energy surface that defines the position of atoms or other quantum elements that reflect the topographical features of mountains, valleys, and a stairway or ladder at the cusp. Similarly, these same features represent the energy landscape of the magnetospheric vortex, the black hole duat. In review, we could say that by death, the deceased has tunneled off the island of the earth, becoming a voltage source that must transfer the charge or electric potential to a new threshold. Imagine a particle in a potential well bouncing back and forth until it tunnels through the potential into infinity. The deceased begins his quantum journey as a small particle by engaging the Coulomb staircase, a stepwise increment of the current which reflects the different energies of different charge states due to tunneling. The goal is to fold into a different protein structure, a recombinant species by bonding with the sun god. The deceased king then passes through the gap Lambi porin into the duat bacterium and travels west to east on the winding waterway, the circular host chromosome near the plasma membrane accompanied by the self-assembled crew on the sunbark. His destination is the Lac-Z gene where the prophage resides. Activation of the SOS response cleaving repressor proteins, D-repression of genes, 
and other chemical reactions allow him to escape from the cell as a unique recombinant species. With this death vision of quantum processes in a protein folding funnel, the deceased sun god states, my face is that of a god, my flesh is that of a man, and I am Heru. Lambda force. So this is E. coli. So hold on. Phage lambda is a lactic phage used to clone segments of DNA. They replicate by lysing, destroying their host cell and releasing more phages. On a bacterial plate, this results in a small clear zone, a plaque. When the deceased dispels the clouds, the unidirectional lactic pathway is working. Progeny are produced in the prophage excises. The funerary texts state that the deceased sun god is journeying to Osiris, the lambda prophage site on the host chromosome. One of the many texts referring to the deceased destination states that Ra will guide him to the two conclaves and set him on the throne of Osiris. This language refers to the two arms of the lambda genome lodged next to the lac Z gene on the host chromosome. On the circular chromosome, which modern scientists designate with 100 minutes, the LAMB receptor site or maltose high affinity uptake system is at the 91.51 minute location. Approximately 16.3 minutes further in a northerly direction is a LACZ gene site at 7.81 minutes. This direction on the chromosome matches the northerly west to east journey of the deceased sun god to the prophage site. The funerary texts identify the biological origin of human life with the lysogenic lifestyle of phage lambda, whereas the lactic lifestyle allows a potential transformation after death that, re that results in a unique species. Yet the lactic lifestyle of eternity only occurs if one can arrive at the Lambie receptor site or the polar area of the earth cell and merge with the sun god. Related to this merger, it is obvious that the deceased hates inertness and sleep. Similarly, when Heru triumphs over the disp dispute with Seth, Heru is no longer inert. When the great inert one stands up on his side, he is victorious and the argument stops. It is evident that Atum or the sun god Ra is the incoming phage lambda and Osiris is the lambda prophage in the E. coli earth cell or Geb. Osiris lives when Heru overcomes Set and takes back the eye Set snatched. The eye of Heru then becomes whole. The prophase excises and rolling circle lactic replication begins. So it is likely that the activity of the eye is the excision of the lambda prophage Osiris and the resultant rolling circle DNA replication. Decoded. Osiris alive and risen is the excision of lambda prophage. Osiris dead is lambda prophage. Now, 
when Osiris is alive and risen, the Heru lineage blossoms, which represents the transformation of the deceased in the Duat. As mentioned, the derivation of the word Duat offers support for this idea. In Egyptian grammar, Gardner states that the word for the netherworld was originally the place of the morning twilight known as the Duat. The individual ideograms in the hieroglyph denote a feminine star house. Suggesting a womb or house where a star is born, a new birth, a morning star. This meaning is further supported by references to the morning star being the deceased's offspring and the deceased ascending to the sky as a morning star and the deceased joining other stars in the sky. The 14th text preceding the pyramid text reference refer to the deceased receiving the eye of Heru before star ascension. In other words, the deceased is Heru within his eye and the eye of Heru in the Duat becomes the morning star. So we can infer that the eye of Heru develops into the morning or dawning star that represents the deceased transfiguration. This is further supported by Faulkner's footnote that the eye of Horus is always feminine. Once again, suggesting the idea of birth and development from a womb and the importance of Isis as lactose. Faulkner also notes in a footnote to Pyramid Text 569 that the translation of the word duat remains uncertain but appears to be a noun derived from dawn or morning. So the duat is that place where the first eye or cell of Heru is created again after life on earth through lambda DNA transcription, replication, and translation to protein. We can now add the following to our decoded signs. The duat star house or morning star equals chemiluminescent reaction Transduction, transformation of the deceased sun god, along with the excision of Osiris, leads to the birth of Heru, which is the bioluminescent species. On the macrocosmic scale, the funerary text suggests that if the deceased enters the magnetosphere at a site of magnetic reconnection at the polar cusp of Earth, then he will travel through the system, escaping to the cold, light, interplanetary magnetic field of the sun. In contrast, Remaining within the Earth's magnetic field may result in thermal entrapment of matter where photosynthesis captures the sun's energy. The choice then is between bioluminescence and photosynthesis. The desired transfiguration for the deceased is becoming a celestial being, a morning star, a biolescent species retaining the consciousness of the deceased, a belt at a deeper dimensional level. The pharaohs are suggesting that the primordial dominance of CI protein production in the lambda genome lodged in the first host bacterium resulted in the, in the development of prokaryotes and eukaryotes such as ourselves. In contrast, at human death, if one is in the right place, the balance will be set straight by the deceased himself, who will recapture the origin of time where his mobile elements will insert into an incoming phage lambda to be transduced through a lysing bacterial cell that is excising its lambda prophage. In this transformation, the deceased sun god emits light as he progresses through the duat, rectifying DNA damage, which suggests that he has an internal source of light or photoreactivation process. These events coincide with transcription, replication, and translation to protein, 
of the recombinant human phage or bioluminescent species. In the chapter for going forth from the Roset Jau, the deceased states, I am the great one who created his own light. This would suggest that the transduction of the deceased results in bioluminescence, which is the chemical production of light by an organism. The protein that produces light is luciferin. Luciferase is the enzyme or catalyst that cleaves luciferin in the presence of oxygen to emit light. The two lux operons, lux R and lux ICDABEG, are both controlled by the same operator, lux IBAI synthase. Transcription of lux R is activated by CMP, CRP, but repressed by iron. Lax or protein folds into active conformation by grow L and grow ES stress proteins. Transcription of the Lux I operon is repressed by Lex A. So what are we to make of this? When glucose levels in the cell are high, the molecule CAMP CRP cannot form. But when glucose levels are low, CMP CRP forms and binds to a protein called CAP which binds to the CAP binding site to activate transcription. The lac operon is derepressed by high levels of CMCRP and transcription of LUX-R is activated by CMCRP, but LUX-R is controlled by LUX-I. Now transcription of the LUX-I operon is repressed by the LUX-A repressor protein APEP or APOPIS a negative regulator of the SOS regulon. Rec A protein activation and cleavage of the Lex A repressor upon DNA damage results in the induction of SOS. All of these related processes hinge on Rec A activation and Lex A cleavage, thereby derepressing Lex I, along with the presence of lactose, isis, and low glucose levels, allowing the activation of CMP, CRP, which enables transcription of another operon, LUX-R. This may result in luminescence and is posed as an outstanding question for further research. Research does support bacterial luminescence being enhanced under SOS conditions. Sizes propose that luminescence may enhance the efficiency of DNA repair and allow light-emitting bacteria to survive irrespective of an external source of light. Sites shows that Lux genes are negatively controlled by the SOS response regulator and affected luminescence of Vibrio Harvey is possible at low cell density under conditions causing DNA damage. Whereas sites propose that luminescent bacteria have an internal source of light that is used in DNA repair by a photoreactivation process. The pharaohs describe a similar process exists in the incoming lambda deceased sun god who emits light regularly during his journey through the duat. This suggests that the lux genes may be present in the mobile elements or genetic heritage of the deceased, which is possible since the lux gene is of eukaryotic origin. Also, the hieroglyphics 
painted in a bluish green color in the pyramids and the funerary text emphasis on the color turquoise suggests the blue green color of iridescence produced by bioluminescence. Possibly the passage to the quantum holographic universe upon death restores these lux genes to humans in some inexplicable way, enabling the configuration to a bioluminescent life form. The Kali by Yaw Lotus. The deceased has the power in the afterlife to transform into a lotus. The Book of the Dead vignette shows a human head springing from the lotus plant, symbolizing nascent life. Scholars suggest that the lotus represents all evolutionary forms, the realization of potentialities, or the central point. The Egyptians, the Chinese, the Japanese, the Hindus, and the Aryans have honored the lotus which is remarkably similar to the importance of the rose in western culture the lotus shape is also popular with modern physicists and is very similar to the shape of kalabi yao space a six-dimensional geometrical shape that meets the mathematical equations for the curled up dimensions of string theory the theory proposes that fundamental oscillating strings of plaque length components lie deep in the core of matter each string is made of one quantum loop of string. All forces and matter arise from these strings, which appear as point-like particles due to their smallness. The Planck length is about 100 billion, billion times smaller than an atomic nucleus. Since the strings are so small, they can vibrate in large extended dimensions and also in small curled up dimensions. So we have our three space dimensions, six curled up dimensions in our Calibri lotus shape and one time dimension for a total of 10 dimensions. Considering T-duality and our earlier observations on the string structure of magnetic field lines of the earth and the sun, along with DNA structure, the theory does have some important correlations related to the inner architecture of our universe. Another correlation to string theory is the eye of Heru, which almost adds to one. An intrinsic property of every electron in the universe is that it spins at one fixed rate. Taking string theory a step further, supersymmetry is the idea that particles of nature come in pairs. These pairs have respective spins differing by a half unit. Bosons are force particles whose spins are one, and fermions are matter particles whose spins are half of a whole. When a boson is positive, the fermion is negative and vice versa. So every known matter particle, including those that comprise a human being, has a super, a super partner particle, a double, as the pharaohs would say. Known matter particles all have a spin one, two. Translated a la Egypt, the attempt to make the eye of Heru whole or unitary one will result in a return of the missing matter or translation of matter from firm ion to boson status. Therefore, the lambda genome has the potential to create firm ions by the lysogenic lifestyle and bosons by the lactic lifestyle. This idea is discussed further in part four, Book of the Dead. After reviewing our matrices, we could say our lambda model in matrix two has some validity relative to the activities in the Egyptian afterlife. The solar wind earth spin system fits the model of phage lambda 
invading an E. coli host bacterium, which exhibits dynamics similar to a quantum mechanical care black hole and a protein folding funnel.